0: This is the Parent Life Podcast, and I'm Jason Stanland. Happy New Year. It's officially 2022-2021 is over, and many of us are grateful for that. So this marks uh, one year of episodes for the Parent Life Podcast. After one year, we have learned uh, a lot. I've learned a lot. And so uh, with this new year, we're going to be switching up the podcast a little bit. Um, Format's different, as you can tell if you're watching the video um, we're going to be moving to audio-driven as our first big change. So as we went through the last year, we discovered that to produce video content is very labor-intensive, uh, especially to get to the quality that we wanted. So what we're going to do is change it and go more audio-driven. Um, we're going to, one, that gives us more time per episode. That, that will allow us to get past just the 10-minute mark. We're going to get better quality content that way so now we can go upwards of 20 uh, minutes for our content and so um, this way it takes less time to edit the audio driven content versus the video content. Now uh, for all of our viewers on YouTube because we have a good little base on YouTube uh, we're going to continue to do the video as you can tell. Uh, It's much simpler format Uh, but the video is simply a live feed now Of the audio portion so that way our content is still available on video format on YouTube but again we're going to be moving primarily to audio driven format or audio driven podcasting so uh, you can go either to the Google um, podcasts or Apple podcasts again anywhere that you want to link is in the bio Uh, you can find all of that there Uh, second we're changing our location some uh, so all of our episodes, except for one, were in the exact same location each week. Uh, we had that iconic uh, pallet wall behind us. Um, but that kind of limited us as to who we could bring on for the dip- different episodes. So today I'm in my office. I'm here at Fruit Cove Baptist Church in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, but now I'm portable. I can take this content with me kind of wherever I want to. So uh, this year I'm planning to travel even, some for conferences, mission trips. And so I fully anticipate bringing some of my traveling buddies uh, on the podcast with me. Um, and that that being said, that also gives me the freedom. So number three big change is to change our format. So a big change for the format is coming about guests. So each week I would bring in a different guest to talk about a different uh, subject or something like that, which was good. um, And I really enjoyed that piece. And so we're definitely going to continue to bring in guests. But there was also weeks that I wanted to just put content out there. And so I uh, experimented with one episode where I had Jonathan Wilson, our family ministries and missions pastor here at Fruit Cove Baptist. He hosted while he interviewed me and I don't know, it just kind of ended up feeling weird uh, since I'm the host of the, this show, uh, if you guys have been tracking with me. So for example, today I'm just going to be sharing some stuff from my own parenting journey. And there's going to be a few of those episodes where I just get to produce content, which I really enjoy doing, uh, produce parenting principles and how to apply them, and be posting them for you guys as well. Um, but we're still definitely going to be bringing in guests But now that I'm portable, now that I'm in a new uh, situation, what I can do is I can do guests either live in person with my audio equipment, with my camera, or I can do it via a video conferencing software. So this really um, opens up the the possibilities uh, to talk about parenting and stuff like that. And it gives me access to people that can really give you guys some solid content. Um, so that, that's a, those are the three big things. And then the last one uh, is more of a simple change, but we're moving from Monday 8 a.m. to Monday 6 a.m. Uh, definitely received some feedback from our listeners. And by putting it in the Monday morning at 6 a.m., now you guys can listen on your morning commute to work or something like that. So uh, those are the big things. Again, we're changing up our format to audio-driven. We're changing location. We're going to be changing up how the episodes actually are organized and structured and how often we have guests in. And then the last one, we're going to be moving to Mondays at 6am. So each week you can hit that subscribe button. So each week you, you get the new episode Monday morning for your commute on your way in. So uh, as I said, some weeks, uh, it will be just me speaking and sharing content. Um, part of my parenting journey uh, is that I interact with a lot of parents through my ministry. Um If you don't know, I'm the middle school pastor here at Fruit Cove Baptist Church, um, and I'm gonna be sharing some of that experience. Um, but at the same time, my children are younger children. I have a nine year old girl, seven year old boy and a three-year-old girl. So that being said, I'm well underway into my personal parenting journey for raising elementary age kids, preschool kids. Uh, I'm past the toddler stage. Thank you, Lord. Uh, we officially stopped buying pull-ups uh, last month, and it is such a good life. Uh, my budget, it's like I got to raise just because I'm not buying pull-ups. Oh my goodness. So uh, that being said, I've also been a study of parents or parenting, I should say, for about 12 years now, uh, maybe a little longer. But uh, when I began my ministry, just over 12 years, I interacted with a lot of parents through different things, uh, through different um, ministry events and opportunities, stuff like that. So uh, it became an opportunity, I guess, for me to watch them raise their children And raise their children at different stages in life. So, I have been a student pastor at three different churches. Uh, I've done student ministry, which was middle school and high school. I've done uh, students at middle school, high school, and college in Tallahassee. Uh, So, I was heavily involved at the FSU and TCC campuses. and i 've learned so much from parents who had children in all three of those locate all three of those stages, I should say, but also watching those children move through the stages um, same child different stage sometimes requires different parenting, so i 've had to learn um, just by watching those things. so a couple of lessons are you know these so first i 've learned that every parent has an opinion on parenting. Um, And many of them are willing to share their opinions with you. So that's my first lesson. Uh, Second, I have learned that many parents do not want you sharing your parenting opinions to them. Uh, Ironic, right? We all want to tell each other how to raise our kids. And it seems like everybody has an opinion on how we should raise our kids. But at the same time, no one wants to hear how we should raise our kids from others. Uh, I've also learned that there's a right way to parent or right ways to parent. We'll even say that. And there are definitely wrong ways to parent. Um, There are good parenting methods and strategies, and there are definitely bad parenting strategies. I have learned that the bulk of parents actually have no strategy uh, or plan or anything like that. Um, Most of us are in survival mode. Um, We go through uh, our days just trying to get our kids cared for, fed, and survive, Uh, And really, that's even what we try to do for ourselves so that at the end of the day, we're all in one piece still. Um, What I kind of want to do today is, and definitely is part of the ongoing curriculum in 22, is to review some of these parenting strategies, Um, There's a lot of good ones that are out there. Um, There's a lot of not-so-good ones that are out there, and I'm going to kind of be reviewing both of them. But today I'm going to be starting with something that's pretty foundational, and I call it the Parenting Pendulum. This is something I created from different um, parenting resources that is kind of unique to me. And at this point, I'm hanging on to it. I'm using it. I'm applying it in my family. I may change it and tweak it as I learn more but I figured I'd share it with you guys. So uh, a pendulum, of course, is a swing that has two extremes on either side. The pendulum swings from left to right and on either end of the extreme. And when you reach the extreme, that's generally whenever you start headed back towards the other end of the pendulum. And so in the parenting pendulum, the two extremes are restrict and neglect. Both extremes are bad. I'll say that again. Both extremes are bad, restrict and neglect. Any parenting done too close to either extreme is very harmful to the child. So each extreme also has a positive side. So the restrictive parent is the parent that has a very high inclination towards protecting their child. That's a good thing. You want to protect your child. Um, It's a very desirable attribute for a parent because a parent who doesn't protect their child is harming their child. Now, an extremely protective parent becomes a restrictive parent when the parent ceases to allow the child any freedom. Now, notice what I say. I said any freedom, and I mean any freedom. Not certain freedoms. Okay, we'll talk about that in the next portion. Uh, This parent smothers their child, um, maybe treats their child like they're made of glass, um, and this parent often comes across as the drill sergeant at home. Now, the other side of... So if you've got um, the one extreme, which is... Um, what did I say? Restrict. The other one is to neglect. The neglectful parent sounds harsher in general than the restrictive parent, but this is actually not the case. Um, Both cause about the same level of damage to the child. A neglectful parent doesn't protect their child from anything. And so they allow their child to be exposed to everything. Uh, Some parents do this out of some kind of misguided desire to raise, maybe we'll say independent children um, or independent thinking children, or because there's some kind of cultural change that's happening. Um, We definitely see that in certain areas of our culture where they want the children to make all of their own decisions. Um, Some things about pretty foundational topics about, you know, who we are as people, as an identity in humanity. Um, so these parents overexpose their child because they do not want to be considered restrictive. Um, these parents are often uh, considered the buddies or the friends of their kids. Um, so now, now this is not the same thing as pendulum parenting. Okay, mine's the parenting pendulum, but a pendulum pendulum parenting as an idea is that when one parent was raised by, let's say, very restrictive parents. Well, now they're getting the chance to raise their own children, and instead of being very restrictive like their parents were, they're going to swing to the other side, and now they're going to be the more um, neglectful parent. Okay, so one's the restrictive and one's the neglectful. And so it's really just a response to the parents' extremes in the previous generation, and it goes back and forth, back and forth. Um, Many parents, you end up at that extreme because you want to avoid the mistakes of your parents. And certainly, that may actually be a good thing. You don't want to repeat mistakes of your parents. Uh, Many parents want to and even need to break the cycles of trauma or abandonment for previous generations. Um, But even in the midst of that, you can apply wisdom to what extent you swing back and forth into the pendulum. So that's kind of my theory, uh, the the parenting pendulum, all right? So this type of parenting is adjustable because the pendulum has the freedom to move um, back and forth. This means that at different stages, your child or your approach should change with each child. An infant needs a highly protective parent because an infant uh, is completely dependent. Uh, They're dependent on their parent for food, for safety, for protection, Therefore, a parent should be more cautious for a baby, for an infant. A teenager, though, does not need the same level of protection. At that point, it might start shifting to what that teenager feels like is restrictive. And that's a very natural, normal tendency because just as the child is transitioning into being a teenager, the parent is transitioning into the stage of having a teenager and parenting a teenager. Now, I haven't experienced this yet. Uh, So again, this is all theory for me, but I'll let you know a couple years from now. Um, So the teenager should be learning to feed, care, and provide for themselves, unlike the baby that was completely dependent on the parent. So once a child arrives in the middle school years, they acquire abstract thought, due to their developing mind. When the child um, begins to think, or start, let's start back, back again. When the child thought concretely, he or she was more interested in their name and who they belong to. You ask a kid, who are you? Oh, my name this is my name. That's my mommy. That's my daddy. Okay. When a child begins to think abstractly, They become interested in what type of person they're going to become. Will he be athletic? Will she be popular? Does he want to play music? Does she want to be a leader or does she like the background more? So as a teenager begins to ask these questions, the natural tendency is to individuate, meaning that they form their own identity um, from the parent. They want to make their own decisions, um, and, and this is good because in Scripture again we're told train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, I'm going to change that to when they are grown, they will not depart from it. Um, this means that they, when they are younger, um, we are able to instill the values in our children for what God desires in their lives. However, when they are grown we lose that level of influence. And so now as they get more mature, they have to learn how to integrate those principles that we taught them, uh, those godly principles, and apply it to their own lives because one day they're going to be parenting possibly themselves. So the parenting pendulum affects the child's ability to make decisions, okay? So on the one extreme of neglect, the parent was never involved to allow their child to make good decisions. The parent was uh, not there to even be a good model for good decision making. Uh, They overexpose the child to the point that the the child may not even know what is right and what is wrong. They don't know how to filter through uh, the different decisions they have to make so that a good result or good consequence will result from their decisions. However, the restrictive parent actually accomplishes the same goal. So by not allowing the child to ever make their own decisions, his or her own own decision, uh, the child does not learn. So this is the parenting style that leads to, some have called it helicopter parenting or lawnmower parenting. The helicopter parent hovers uh, over their child and at the first sign of trouble swoops in to rescue the child. The lawnmower parent mows down all potential obstacles For the child. Thus, the child never learns to navigate through the obstacles, the lessons of life, deal with consequences, uh, learn from their mistakes, because in the end, uh, these children either end up as very timid um, because they're fearful to engage the world without the help of a parent, or They go wild because, again, when they're grown, we don't have the influence over them. And, again, they don't know what kind of decisions can lead to what consequences. Now, this is somewhat normal. Um, What I've noticed is when a kid seems to switch from that dependent phase, we'll say in high school, to the fully independent stage in college, they're going to experiment. They're going to try something, and that's a lot of times when they learn However, if we didn't teach them how to learn from smaller mistakes when they were younger, then they may actually run headlong into a big mistake without being prepared for this. Now, um, ultimately, the end is we want our kids to become mature adults, right, who move out and make their own decisions, possibly get married and have kids so that we get to enjoy grandkids, right? So... Um, we want them to be able to learn the relationship between choices and consequences. And that's actually a phrase I use in my home all the time is choices and consequences. You know, you made this choice, so you get this consequence, both good and bad. So that way my children can begin to develop this this, um, lesson of causality. So finally, this method is customizable. For every parent and every child, uh, wouldn't it just be a ton simpler if you could parent every child the exact same way, um, except for uh, God made them all fearfully and wonderfully made, right? So each one requires personalized attention from their parent. Uh, so on top of that, because every one of us is fearfully and wonderfully made, including us adults, that means each parent needs to be able to customize based on their approach, their personality. So one parent may be able to act towards a child in a more protective manner, while the other parent engages the child in a more independent um, manner, where they allow them some freedoms. Uh, Nonetheless, both parents need to be working in tandem and in cooperation together, but it gives freedom both to the kid and to the parent. The parent is allowed to... If you're if you're the more dominant personality and you're the quote unquote disciplinarian, you might aim towards the more restrictive side. Uh, if you're the loving parent, the nurturing parent, you might actually hang more towards the um, independent side. Okay, now we want to be careful. We don't want to get too close to the extremes of neglect or um, restrictive, but somewhere in the middle, maybe not perfect middle, because again, each child is uh, unique. So for some kids, you might want to lead more from the restrictive side. For other parents, you might want, or for other kids, you might want to lead them more towards the uh, independent side. Okay, so uh, think about this. One of your kids, maybe she has displayed a uh, better sense of judgment. Maybe she has a history of making good choices. Well, think about this. When she asks for the keys to the car, you're going to be more inclined to say yes, right? Now, let's say you have another child, and he does not have that track record. Uh, He does not have that position where he has earned your trust. And so when he asks for the keys, you're going to be inclined to say No, or maybe not right now, or maybe not as long, right? And so what you're doing is you're customizing your parenting to the child. It's not important whether or not it's fair. What's important is that you made the best decision for that child at that time with context, with history, with your relationship to them, okay? The other good part about this is that it gives both the parent and the child a chance to create a way for the child to earn trust. Trust is built, okay, over time. And so uh, a child should not be given the key when they turn 16 with 100% trust just automatically. Um, Instead, they're given the key saying, hey, I'm gonna give you a beginning level of trust, but if you want that trust to increase and so that you have more freedoms or get the car more often or can drive longer or stay out later, then you need to make better decisions. And you can apply that even to younger kids. Um, you catch them you know, playing video games late at night when you told them to already go to bed. That's when you tell them, like, hey, you're losing trust. That means when you ask to do something like this again, my answer is probably going to be no. And so you have to let them make those decisions, and we have to do it rationally and methodically. Ultimately, each of us are responsible for our own kids, Uh, Each of us are accountable for the decisions that our children make when they are under our authority and responsibility. Now, when they are no longer under our authority or responsibility, they're going to be accountable. They're accountable to God in both scenarios, but they're going to be accountable. How do we want our kids to make those decisions? We want to set them up for success. And so we don't want to hang too far to either extreme Um, We want to be somewhere in the middle for each of our kids. Now, that changes for us, that changes for our kids, and that changes for the stages. Some kids, when they're younger, uh, obviously need need more restriction. When they get older, they're going to want and crave more independence. And it's going to be part of the journey for you as a parent and for you as your kid to determine when and how those uh, restrictions can be lifted so that a child can ultimately become an independent adult. Um, who is able to bless you because he or she becomes a wise, mature adult. Thank you for listening to the Parent Life Podcast today. Uh, If you have any questions about me or my ministry, you can go to jasonstanland.com. For more information about Fruit Cove Baptist Church and her ministries, uh, please go to fruitcove.com. The links are in the bio. Uh, If you would like to submit a question or response to the podcast, um, if there's a topic that you would like us to adjust or, or sorry to address, uh, you can email at parentlife at fruitcove.com and as always may you be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. See you next week.